The Bully Girl Magazine podcast is your dog-eared audio destination, bookmarking the most compelling tales and insights from the vast canine universe. While we passionately dive into the world of bully breeds, dispelling myths, offering training tips, and discussing breed standards, our scope isn't limited. We cast our net wide to encompass a diverse range of dog breeds, ensuring no tale is left untold. Enhanced by expert interviews and inspiring stories, this podcast is a beacon for responsible ownership and breed education. It's where bully breed enthusiasts meet the broader dog-loving community, fostering unity, understanding and share joy in every bark and wag. So whether you're out walking your dog or listening at home, be sure to enjoy the show and keep coming back. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you are listening or watching the Bully Girl Magazine podcast. Joining us today is Jarrett Garcia, the proud owner and breeder of Immense Bulls Kennel, located in Whittier, California. Jarrett specializes in breeding XL and XXL American Bullies. Jarrett, welcome to the Bully Girl Magazine podcast. Hey, uh, thank you guys for having us on. Oh, so good to see you. Oh my goodness. Okay, who is that gorgeous, gorgeous puppy? Yeah, so so this one, uh, he's six weeks old. Uh, we don't have a name quite figured out yet, but oh. we're pushing towards uh, one of the names from uh, uh, Wakanda Forever. Oh, uh, nice. And uh, the name is Chalia. Ooh, Chalia, so I love that. So that's, that's, that's what we're pushing for. Um, but it is a boy, he's six weeks old. Oh. He's off of our uh, male um, uh, with an in-house breeding, Roscoe. Right. And Roscoe ran to uh, Fiona. Uh, so we mixed two really good uh, bloodlines, two really good pedigrees. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have a big litter. She had two pups. That's all she gave us this time around. This was oh, okay. her first breeding. Yeah. And uh, so this here is first pick and only pick. So uh, we're going to hold on to him. He's staying in in-house. Okay. He likes to chew on Gorgeous. fingers. Oh my and, god, uh, so cute. <laughs> but yeah, you know he has beautiful markings, beautiful temperament. I think he's going to be huge. Oh, I bet. Um, How old is he again? Oh, he's uh, six weeks. Oh my god. Six weeks. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we're going to give him his his uh, first vaccine today. Nice. Uh, as soon as we're done here, we're we're going to the vet and we'll get him his uh, first round of shots. Nice. And uh, it's beautiful. So we're here to show them off a little bit today. Yeah, please uh, do. You guys check them out and kind of see what we do. We love it. So, Jared, I always ask each guest the same first two questions. Now, the second one is two parts, but the first one is Does your dog, and this could be any of your dogs, do something funny, quirky, unusual that makes you smile? You know what? Um, <laughs> one of my favorites, and you know, it's hard for me because they're all my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this one kind of holds a special place in my heart. Um, I, from the day she came out, she had the beautiful, the most beautiful eyes. Um, she was, she was just jaw dropping to me. And, uh, I ended up naming her after my mother. Uh, uh my mother passed away, uh, 10 years ago. Uh, today would have been my mom's uh, 72nd birthday. She passed away at 61 from a, a pancreatic cancer. Mm. And, uh, but I had always told my mom, I said, you know, if I ever have a, a daughter, I'm going to name her after you. And, you know, uh, she liked the idea. Uh, but unfortunately, well, fortunately, but unfortunately, I had two boys. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I never got to have a daughter for her. Um, but that female is, she's she's so attached to me. Um, you know, I take the family out and, you know, we take the dogs out for a walk at the local park or uh, at the middle school down the street. And she will not leave my side, even if, whether it's on a leash or off of, off of a leash. If I don't go, she's not going. Um, but she's very observant. 
Um, you know, she's always look, always looking to see where I'm at. Um, anytime that I go to fill up her water bucket, she goes in between my legs and will sit there waiting to try to lick my face as I'm giving her water. Uh, tail wagging the whole time. But uh, she's all about me. And, nice. uh, you know, I love her to death. Um, but like I said, it's hard for me to say I have a favorite because I yeah. love them all. Yes. Um, each one of them has a special place in my heart. So. Now, what is her name? Uh, her name is Dolly. Dolly. That's such a pretty yeah. name. You know, I was so sad and to read in the article in the blog post on djmwarehouse.com that you lost your mother, your wife, yeah. and your father. And then yeah, you know, I lost them yeah, all pretty close to each this. other within, oh. you know, less than a couple of years. And, um, that, you know, that's kind of how I got started back up into dogs again. So I've been breeding oh. since 2007. Um, and back then it was pit bulls. It wasn't XL bullies. I love pit bulls. Um, and, uh, you know, I started breeding pit bulls back then. Um, and then I was forced to move from where I was at and couldn't have dogs no longer. So, uh, you know, I was getting in trouble with the landlord. Hey, why do you have puppies here? And you have animals here. What's going on? So I had to keep them at my mother's house. And so it was hard. My mom was like, Hey, you know, you have too many dogs. Uh, you know, I need you to slow down. So, um, I, I stopped for, you know, uh, for a good few years and I started back up in 20, 2016, uh, 2016, I started back up. Um, at the time, my, my father, uh, had just passed away in 2016. My wife passed 2015 and my mom in 2013. Um, but, uh, the time the dog that my dad had bought for my boys, um, uh, you know, was a little mini dachshund and beautiful dog. And, you know, the kids love the dog. The dog would play with my youngest in the front yard and chase bubbles. You know, he had a little bubble maker, chase the bubbles. And, uh, you know, one day we came outside and when I got home from work and I was, you know, looking for the dog and I saw her laying there dead. So what, what happened to her? Oh my God. I horrible. really don't know. Um, you know, she, it was a nice day, beautiful weather. It wasn't too hot, but I found her laying dead and, oh. um, that broke my kids' hearts. Of course. You know, my kids, you know, I mean, they've had enough losses as it is. And then they see, you know, their dog that my dad left for them. You know, sitting there laying dead, and they 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 cried their eyes out for weeks. And oh, I said, sure. you know what, I can't replace a dog, but you know, let me try to get something else to you know to try to keep them busy and something they can grow up with. And uh, so I got my first first XL bully, and uh, from there it was, you know, something that I fell in love with the breed. Um, and you know, we had our first litter, and you know, I noticed how much it it helped my boys take their mind off of what they were going through. Yeah. This guy went to sleep on me here. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, it really helped my boys take their mind off of mm -hmm. all the trauma that they were going through right. and all the losses that they had been through. And, uh, you know, I've seen the joy through their eyes. Um, you know, my house kind of became like the neighborhood house. Yeah. So all the little kids in the neighborhood say, Hey, you know, Mr. Garcia, can I see your puppies? <laughs> you know, so they all come here and, uh, you know, I'll let a few puppies out at a time. But once they've had their shots, and, yeah. uh, you know, the kids in the neighborhood, uh, you know, they acclimate the puppies to, to people and the kids. It's great. And, um, you know, to get them socialized. And so it's a win-win. Yeah. Uh, you know, the kids have a great time in the neighborhood. My kids love it. And, uh, you know, I'm doing, a, doing something, uh, you know, that I love to do. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't do this to chase fame, fortune, or, or money. It's, you know, it's more or less a passion of mine. It's, uh, you know, I'm always looking to create a better version. Yeah. Uh, more correct, you know, and uh, the colors and all that came with, with time. Mm. 
uh, there's a lot of people that chase it right off, you know, right off the gate. And, uh, you know, for me, it's something that I had started adding in the last few years. But uh, for me, I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. Oh, I bet. I mean, dogs are so therapeutic. And I think I can't even imagine, you know, I shared this, I believe, on another show. So I'll keep it brief. But when I was 28, my mom died and then my grandfather died, who I was really close to. And then a seven year relationship broke up and I didn't have a dog. And I think how much better it would have been for me. I mean, those traumas were terrible. Those losses are huge. They still I still live with them. Not so much the boyfriend. We actually are friends and it's fine. But yeah. <laughs> I've been married almost 25 years. And I love my husband. But the loss of my mother, and my grandfather. If I had had a dog and I can't even imagine not only having a dog, but then breeding dogs and being surrounded by puppies. And what a joy for your boys during such oh, a dramatic yeah. time. You know what a dog's dogs can really, uh, you know, it's like they have a sense, you know, yeah. uh, not only are they therapeutic, but for me, like I've noticed that my dogs seem to know when I'm going through things, you know, mm -hmm. uh, there's days still till, till today, uh, my wife's been gone for nine years now. And my parents, you know, uh, I've been gone for a while. Yeah. And, you know, the dogs would come in the house or, you know, I'll be sitting in the backyard with them or what and whatnot. And they'll look at me like as if they know that I'm going through, uh, you know, a sad time or whatever. And, yeah. you know, they'll just climb up on my lap and put their head on my shoulder. And, uh, you know, so when you ask about quirky things or special things they do, yeah. you know, I've had a few dogs do that. You know, it's like they they, mm -hmm. they understand without talking to you. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, they just happen to know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, they, they, uh, they definitely got me through a lot. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because my pit bull blue is super affectionate. He's always on me, but if I'm upset, he kind of doesn't really read it yet. My lab, he'll come over and start licking my face and he's not cuddly. He'll maybe cuddle once a month with us. But my daughter's girlfriend was upset the other day and she was upset about something and, you know, blue walks away. <laughs> Benji's just up on her, sitting on her, kissing her. And I'm like, this is so weird because I thought it would be the other way around. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, every dog's different, right? Yeah. You know what? Uh, for me, I noticed that my females are are really clingy to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, my males are a little bit different. Uh, they love me. You know, uh, they'll come up and, and they'll greet me and yeah. you know, want to get home. But they're a little bit different. You know, they, they uh, uh, my males want to play. So <laughs> for them, they want to pee on a tree. They want to chase a ball. They want to hang from the rope. Uh, they want to play with the flirt, uh, you know, the flirt pole. Yeah. Uh, the females just want to be next to me. That's all they want to do is just is just be by me. Mm. And uh, you know, they're very very clingy. To, <laughs> you know, they're very clingy <laughs> to me. But in order for me, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's funny. I've never had a female dog before. I've had five male dogs, and it's not even like I plan it that way. It just kind of turns out that way. So I'll have to see maybe in the future. Now I understand. I understand that your dogs can be found all over the world, from the U.S. Excuse me, to the United well, obviously U.S. United Kingdom to the Bahamas, Sweden, Albania. Talk to us about this. Oh yeah, and, um, you know what? Uh, yeah, like I said, this is something that I started. This uh, as I started breeding full time. Um, I worked a job for many years. Um, and they uh, relocated, which was nearby. It was in Downey, which was maybe 30 minutes from my house. And then they shut the location down and they tried to relocate me to Silmar, which was, uh, was taking me two hours to get there and three hours to get home. But I started work at six in the morning mm. and, uh, you know, it was hard on my boys because I was waking them up at, at three 30 in the morning to drop them off by four. So I can get there by six. Oh, wow. Well, I get off at two, if I get relieved at two. And I hope to be home by 5, 5.30, which is still early. But to the kids, 
you know, it seems like it's midnight for them because they've been up so early. So yeah. uh, in school, I was getting calls from their teacher and they're like, hey, is everything all right at home? And, you know, I didn't really know what to tell them. I said, well, I mean, if things are as good as they can be, um, uh, what seems to be the problem? Well, you know, the kids are falling asleep during the class. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yes. Yeah, you know, so I, I would bring them home, uh, you know, from the family friend who, who was helped watching them. She was elderly. And was having health problems of herself. And I'm just like, I, I had so much stress on my plate. And so, you know, how am I going to make this work? Um, and so, you know, not to get super religious, but, you know, I put it up to God. I owe everything to him. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, all my glory goes to God. But, uh, you know, I put it in his, his, inside his hands. And, uh, you know, I asked the job if they could help. And they pretty much said they couldn't help me. And so I started breeding full time. And I was doing what I love to do, you know. I was, and I said, you know, I'm not going to worry. Uh, the birds don't worry. Uh, the lilies don't worry. So why should I? And uh, you know, one of these things where, uh, you know, I started getting calls and inquiries and messages from out, out of the country and out of state. And you know, I started shipping dogs all over the world. And uh, you know, uh, to me, it's it's. It's a great joy. Uh, it's a great pleasure seeing them thrive, uh, you know, everywhere. And, you know, I can say that, you know, there's been a small piece of me because with, with every one of these dogs that leaves me, trust me, I shed a tear. Sure. Everyone that leaves, you know, it's hard for me to say goodbye to them when they leave because sometimes, you know, the mother won't take to a pup or, you know, uh, I've had a few that I've saved where they come out not breathing. And, uh, you know, I've done CPR to the pups and, uh, you know, I'm sitting there breathing in their mouth and, you know, trying to pump on their chest with just two fingers. Just, and, you know, I've actually brought a few back uh, and there's been some that hasn't made it, you know, and, uh, you know, it's really, really rough for people that think it's easy. It's not. Yes. That's what I've you learned. Know what, uh, it's a lot of work to breed. Um, it is a full-time job. Like, you know, um, so Dolly's litter. Um, her mom is uh, Miss Platinum, and uh, uh, Miss Platinum had her litter uh, almost about two years old. Hmm. So the, not well, she wasn't young, young, but she wasn't ripe old age either. But um, she rejected her pups. She didn't want anything to do with her pups. She had an eight pup litter, and I was down to to three overnight. She didn't show any signs for the first three four days. She was an excellent mother. And then uh, I caught her trying to like snuff out her puppy. She was sitting on top of him trying to take him out. And so I said, Hey, you know, um, I know I'm going to be in for a rough ride. So uh, let me get the, uh, you know, feeding syringes. And, uh, you know, I have the a miracle nipple, they call them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm getting out the colostrum and getting, getting a formula, supplemental formula and mixing it every two hours, feeding them every two hours. And uh, I had to actually take mom out of the kennel. Um, and so those three pups have a really big bond with me. I bet. Uh, you know, more than the other pups, just because I was hand feeding them. You know, you're waking up at midnight, three in the morning, five in the morning. And so it's like there is no sleep. You know, it's like yeah. having children all over again. Yep. And uh, and I think maybe that's why Dolly's so attached to me. Uh, her her littermate brother, his name is Charlie Hustle. Uh, so I don't know if you see his pictures. Yes. Charlie is Charlie is an absolute tank. Mm -hmm. uh, very short, very stocky, wide, big neck, huge rear. 
Uh, he's going to be a big, uh, a big up and comer. Nice. And uh, so he's, uh, they're about to t- turn two years old, uh, November 27th. Cool. So the next month they turn two years old. So you'll start seeing them a little bit more. Nice. And, uh, but uh, yeah, as, uh, for me right now, I'm not in a hurry to breed Dolly. I take my time and, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. It should be coming up probably in, in, in March. I'm going to look to breed her. Cool. And uh, so I'm excited to see what I get off of her. Yeah, me too. Are, yeah. Is there science behind why that happens sometimes? Is there, it makes me wonder if there's postpartum depression in dogs, you know? You know what? what, um, what and, 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 you know what? Um, and that's something that I've actually discussed is, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm not a, not a psychologist for animals or anything, but it almost seemed like postpartum depression. And, yeah, that's uh, what it sounds like. You know what? Uh, uh, you hear stories of mothers going through that, you know, where they'll actually have babies and totally reject babies, yeah. um, especially if they're young mothers. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about teenagers inside high school or whatnot, young, and they get pregnant at an early age. And, you know, they kind of like reject the fact that they're a mother. And so uh, then the grandmother ends up being the mother. Right. Basically inside a way. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that's been the story for a lot of people. Um, you know, but there was no grandmother here to kind of whip these pups. So, you know, it was me. You know, I guess I was the grandmother. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this, it, it, it is very similar to that, I, I, I would say. Yeah. Um, her, her second litter, um, I was hesitant on breeding her again. Mm. But her second litter, she was a model, a, a model citizen as a mother. She was perfect. Oh, wow. So and so, you know, you know, I guess it's, it's, you know, it's either good or bad. And sometimes you don't know, maybe, uh, maybe she was just too young. Yeah. You maybe. know, um, uh, she had already had three heats. Um, you know, she was over a year at, uh, she was over a year and a half. Uh, she was closer to two years old when I bred her, but perhaps maybe some dogs uh, mature differently mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, maybe she just wasn't ready and she was over it and like, Hey, I don't want these dogs. I don't want this responsibility, so you know I'm going to take them out. I don't know. Yeah, but well, uh, you know I was heartbroken to see those those five pups there. Uh, you know, not breathing. That's you know that's what I'm saying. Breathing does take a toll on you. It's hard to see stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure. How do you take care of yourself, like emotionally, to you know when things like that happen? To, you know, like self care well, and things like that. You know, um, it's one of those things where you know you realize that everything happens for a reason. It's at my mindset, you know, that's how I kind of put it. And I say that, uh, you know, that he makes no mistakes. Mm. So, you know, like this one here, uh, you know, I was pretty sad to see his, uh, literally, his uh, literally brother passed away. You know, and another beautiful dog, same, same color, chocolate trimural, beautiful markings, nice tan points. And uh, so he made it, I think, what, three weeks? And, uh, which to me, if you make it past the first week, I mean, you, I, well, I wouldn't say you're out of the clear. Right. You know, but that first week is pretty crucial. Yes. And, you know, once you make it after the first week, it's, it, it seems like it's a downhill ride. But, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting for us to lose him. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But so, you know what? But I'm happy we got to salvage this guy. Uh, you know, we still gorgeous. have him. And I don't think you can see him. He's. <laughs> <laughs> He's stubborn. He's knocked out of here. He doesn't even want to open his eyes here. Well, good, because I just could look at him forever. <laughs> it's just right. so incredibly sweet. Now, talk to us about the health testing that you do. So um, my health testing, I, I usually go through uh, a company called uh, Embark. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm not 
uh, not that I get paid to mention them or anything. You know, oh, I don't, no, it's very, I've but, heard about uh, I'm sure a lot of people use different different uh, places. Yeah. Um, I've used uh, UC Davis, um, nice. which has a huge, uh, you know, uh, pet and animal program there, uh, a veterinary program um, comparable to like Texas A&M. Nice. Um, but they're here um, on the West Coast. So that's uh, a UC Davis. So I've used them before. Um, the reason I started using uh, Embark in like the last three, four years, um, and that's something you can get relatively cheap. And, uh, you know, so they run a lot of different tests. So, you know, they'll test for if there's any type of, uh, you know, issues that would be carried over. Uh, was it C CR4D or CD4R, whatever it is? That sounds familiar. Uh, I get confused on it, but that one is the one where they <laughs> test for, for uh, a premature vision loss in oh. dogs. So um, if a dog is a carrier, obviously you don't want to breed to another carrier. You're going to have, you know, certain defects. Like with Merle, uh, Merle's something that started within the last couple of years. You've seen Merle pop up mm -hmm. and uh, it's been pretty popular. Um, but a lot of people don't know that you can't breed Merle to Merle. If you breed a Merle to Merle, you're, you're going to have um, the possibility of dogs coming off blind and deaf. So, yeah. uh, Although Merle looks beautiful, like I said, it's a beautiful color. It's, it's something you're gonna, uh, this guy's gonna have to go to solid or tries. Yeah. Uh, he's not gonna go to another Merle. Yeah, it's so, so helpful to know that information. Yeah, uh, but these are things that, you know, um, you kind of look for different traits and, uh, you, you know, for me, I don't really do breedings that are just random. Everything's planned. Um, you know, as some people say, I'm kind of like a mad scientist. So what you're seeing behind me is my little lab here. Yeah, it looks uh, awesome. You know, I have all my dog supplements, and you know what? Uh, this is my little workshop area where I do my thing. I have a pet scale, and you know, I have a bunch of different stuff for whelping litters and whatnot. And so, a lot of the stuff that you, you know, that we're talking about goes down in here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned supplements. What do you feed your dogs and puppies? Um, you know what? Most of my dogs, believe it or not, are off of dry, just regular dog, dry dog food. Um, <laughs> I do mix in raw um but i only give them raw rarely maybe once a week oh, okay so they don't get raw a lot um raw raw is more of a treat for them um but like i said for me mostly i'm giving them dry dog food right now i have them on uh, diamond uh, chicken and rice a uh, diamond naturals excuse me um but i've tried pretty much every different food out there and uh to me they're all the same i don't i don't notice a big difference to be honest with you uh you'll see different price price lines right but are you going to see a big result you know uh on your dog you know what uh, uh, the dog gonna gain that much more muscle mass or better coat well you know maybe maybe not um oh my gosh oh, yeah. Sorry, that yawn was everything yeah you know i got the puppy <laughs> breath right now so yeah i just you know, got a whiff of it you know i love Ooh, that smell nothing like it right <laughs> yeah, yeah so but um, yeah, I've tried different brands. Um, you know, I know that Victor just had a recall. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, I had just heard about a recall that Victor had. At one time, I was using that. Um, I was using what was I using? A Nutrisource, but Nutrisource is very good. I liked it when I had it. Um, but my stool started getting a little too watery with it. I didn't mm -hmm. like it. I think they changed formula. I've tried Taste of the Wild. I've tried. You know, you name it, I've tried it. Sport Mix was another one, and they had a, a, a recall on that one. I guess they had mold inside their silo or something like that, oh. uh, allegedly. 
And so it was hard to find it. And, you know, so you're always trying different stuff, um, you know, which, which kind of sucks because you kind of want to stay on, on one program. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm always looking for something that's, that's better, something that, uh, that they eat, something that they like, something that gives a better coat, something that, you know, keeps them full. Um, you know what, uh, there's some food that you notice that when you feed it to them, that the dogs uh, will have a ton of poop. So they're pooping a bunch, but you don't really see them holding any, any weight. And then I mm-hmm. see other ones that seem to ab- absorb maybe a little bit better. So, all right, baby, how are you? You know what, this guy's eyes have stayed blue. That's I was about blue. to so say. I think his eyes will be, you know, you might be able to see his Let eyes see. here. Yeah, I, I was Let's thinking see <gasps> Oh, okay. Now for the rest of the show, you just got to put them right in the middle and just keep. There them you there. go. You see that? <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, and you're dad's... keeping him, right? Because I'm like, uh, yeah, we're gonna keep him around. Yeah. So okay. he's with the program. Um, probably won't do any breeding with him until he's after a year old. Okay. But I mean, if people want to start locking him in, we'll probably open him up around ten months and uh, start taking deposits. If people want to use him to stud, um, but his father, his dad. Um, he was at 165 pounds at Cinco Show. I, I think he was 165. Is that where we was at? Uh, and then I have another dog with me today uh, in Baku. Uh, so Baku is a uh, black tri. He's 176 pounds. Um, and he just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, he has 28-inch head. Um, and you know what? When I walked uh, to the Cinco Show, so Cinco Show out here is very big. Uh, a Cinco de Mayo, which is May 5th. Yes. And it's not always on May 5th. It may fall on the weekend or whatever. It might be May 8th or 7th, whatever day it falls on. Um, but you have a very big show, and it's predominantly XL bulls. Nice. Um, and so uh, we were out there, and every time I walk my dogs around, people say, you know what, hey, man, I see that your your kennel name is immense. So you guys are not only <laughs> just in word. Like I said, you know, no, I mean, this is the way of life. This is how we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a six foot seven guy. I'm not a small guy by any means, and You're you know what? Yeah. So okay, you need to come sometime and stand next to me because I'm five ten, <laughs> and I never feel short unless I see like a giant person. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, we have some big dogs. Um, uh, Roscoe is the dad for him. So Roscoe, I produce Roscoe here off of uh, Queen Kodiak and uh, Red Rum, which works for two of my dogs. Um, and I did an in-house breeding. I created him, and Roscoe has one bright, bright blue eye, and the other one's gold. And oh my gosh. He, he's humongous. He is a big boy. He's To me, I think he's the biggest Merle out there. I haven't seen a bigger Merle. So if somebody has one, please let me know. But he is big. And uh, so we have him open. Uh, we have uh, Mbaku's uh, ready to work. Uh, we have him. He's, he's two years old as well. Um, you know, I have a few dogs that Charlie Hustle, he's ready to work. Mm. Um, he'll be two years old. I love and, that name. Oh, yeah. You know what? Well, uh, Charlie Hustle, we call, I, I call him Huss or I call him Hustle. Yeah. But Charlie Hustle's after Pete Rose. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Pete Rose, a baseball player. I'm mm-hmm. a huge baseball fan. And uh, Pete Rose is known for just hustling. Uh, right. Uh, uh, you never saw Pete Rose walk off the baseball field. He was always <laughs> running. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, you know, uh, he was always working. He was always diving headfirst, sliding, and you know he gave his all. And so this dog, this is Dolly's brother that we're talking about, Hustle. Okay. And you know he he is very super super attached to me. Same thing. 
And uh, but like I said, it was one of those, he's he's one of the three pups that I was hand feeding day and night. Oh. And uh, oh my God, I tell you, you would you would you would never know that he was pushed aside by his mom. He is big. He is he is stocky. Uh, you know, I have a feeling this guy's gonna be big. Yeah. You know, looking at his rear, you know, looking yeah. at his top line earlier on, I'm like, yeah. How he's old is be he thick. again? He's beautiful. Six, six weeks. Oh my god, yeah, he's gonna be so, big. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of time with him. Yeah, you're having an eternity of time. Now you know what uh we'll probably have his ears done. I know some people don't believe in that. In order for me, I like to get their ears cropped, but I think it'll you know what uh for me I like ear cropping, it's easier for me to get their ears clean. Yeah. Um my, my dogs have less ear infections. Um, so it did yeah. uh, to me, it's not only a cosmetic deal, right? You know, um, but to me, it's something you have to do when the dog's young. So if the dog's six yes. to eight weeks, I would do it, otherwise, I wouldn't do it. No, I appreciate you know? that. I personally, I mean, I think it's up to the individual. I personally like the looks of ears better, yeah. but it's all an individual preference, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, and I hear both, uh, both ends, and you know what, truth is, there is no wrong answer, sure. Um, you know, it's all preference, yeah, on you know, um. Uh, from a show standpoint, I think they look cleaner uh, from a show standpoint. Right. Um, if you're showing your dogs, um, they just look cleaner. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's preference. Uh, yeah. If it was a pet home dog and, you know, I wasn't worried about showing, absolutely, I would I would 100% keep the ears. Yeah, I love you know, Lou's ears. They don't ears. bother me at all. <laughs> I'm always petting right? on them. <laughs> you know, no, I think it's great. And I think it's important, like you said, to do it young. You don't want to do it to an older dog. It's uh, a lot yeah, it'd be too traumatizing difficult. for an older dog. You know, it's. Um, I compare it, you know, people say, well, you know, why would you do that to a dog? I said, not to sound gross, but I mean, why the, uh, why do they circumcise babies? You know, I mean, right. That's supposed to be cleaner or whatever the doctors tell you. Uh, yeah, that's a good you point. Know, I guess, um, at some point it started based off of somebody's religion right? and, uh, what their beliefs were. But at the end of the day, people don't really do circumcisions to adults. You know what I mean? You don't do them right. to somebody's five years old, you do them oh, God, babies two, yes. two days old or a day old. Yeah. And, you know, you put them through uh, the very least that you have to put them through. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he's going to be cute no matter what. I oh, mean, yeah. He's going to be beautiful. <laughs> Come on. You know, he already is. I love him. <laughs> he so, is so beautiful. Yeah. You know what? If I give a lot of credit to my partner over here, uh, Jamil, he's over. I'll let you guys say hi to him in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to my kids and, you know, uh, there's a lot of kennels that I've worked with throughout the years that, you know, through, through doing dogs, um, uh, you know, it wasn't just business. It's, it's, there's friendships that I've gained That's that uh, you know, I couldn't put a price on It's uh, I got a buddy of mine. He's out in, uh, Pearland, Texas. His name is Chris. He's, uh, uh from all-star bullies mm. or all-star all kennels. Yeah. Uh, he does Frenchies and he does XL bullies. And, uh, you know, I've been to his house and, you know, we've hung out. Very good guy. You know, I tease him all the time. I say that, uh, you know, uh, when I do get an interview like this, you know, I'm not going to mention your kennel. I'm going to say some kennel. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, he's a good friend of mine. His Love name is it. Chris. Uh, you know, and I've actually gave a lot of uh, other kennels foundational pups that they started nice. their kennels with. Uh, solid quality uh, productions. They're in uh, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I got Ink Junkie Bullies. Uh, uh, the Woods Kennel, South Bay's Finest. Uh, there's been a lot of different kennels that have got dogs from me that, you know, they started off, you know, looking for a foundational piece. And, you know, yeah. I sent them one of my really good pups. And, you know, it's it's, it's it definitely helped put them on the map. So, awesome. Uh, you know, but it's, 
uh, but it's nice being able to catch up with them, see the dogs that I've had here grow, see them have puppies of their own. Yeah. And uh, you know what it's me, that's what it's about. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not, uh, uh, there's a lot of people that, that, that breed that act like they can't be your friend hmm. or that there's yeah. competition or, and you know what, really, uh, realistically, I mean, there's, uh, for me, I don't worry about what other people are doing. I try to help everybody. Um, and if they call me and they have questions, you know, hey, what should I do with this? Or, you know, uh, because they don't have experience and I'm always the first one to help. Yeah. Uh, you know, I give advice and, you know, because at some point somebody's giving me advice. Right. That's so you important. Know? So it's something where, where, you know, each one teach one and, you know, you try to make the world a better place. Oh, you are awesome, Jed. I love what you're saying. Now, do you ever get people like me who just want a puppy for a pet? Because I want your puppy. Yeah, you know, I get them all the time. You know what? I get people that want them with a pet. Uh, obviously, there's so you know. Yeah, walk us through the whole process of doing that. Yeah. So um, if I notice, you know, if a dog has a defect, or you know, if a dog does come out, uh, you know, they they health test and it has an issue or whatnot, uh, that dog I will not sell with breeding rights because right. The goal is to try to eliminate that issue from trying to recreate. Mm-hmm. And so, for the sake of the dogs. For them to have healthier pups, and you know, uh, for them to be better as as a breed. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but you know, uh, for me to put my kennel name on it, you know what I mean. I want to be able to, you know, what uh, to provide the very best that I can. You know, the very best quality right. pups that I can. So. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, but I do sell pet homes, um, here and there to people that are are looking just for a great pet. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are. Breeders that you know that that want a first pick or a second pick or you know, yeah. and so both of them will be available. Nice. Um, and you know, like I said, uh, we offer stud services. We you know, I have puppies. Uh, right now, the puppies I'm I'm slowing down a little bit for the holidays. Like I said, I've been busy with work on the other end. Yeah. Uh, with real estate, so oh, cool. I try to slow down a little bit um, because I know I won't have as much time to breed. But that's why I know in the spring. Uh, come come February March we'll uh, I should have two or three bre- two or three breedings coming, oh. so uh, it should be a busy time for me. Oh, that's great! Now, do you go to the show? You mentioned shows, right? Yeah, yeah. You oh. know what? Uh, uh, if I tend to go to shows, uh, the one that I make sure that I always go to, uh, not that I got it, you know, uh, not that I have anything against Frenchies or or micros or anything like that. Um, to me, they're all part of the bully breed, so right, um, I enjoy them. But I always make sure I go to the Cinco de Mayo show. Yes, that's one you mentioned. Because yeah, it's exclusively great. XL Bulls. Oh, I so, love that. Uh, that one I go to every year. Um, there's other ones that are local. I haven't really been out of state to go into, that, in, into the big out of state shows, which I'd love to do. I just can't find the time having two boys and you know, managing sports and and puppies and litters. And, you know, it's hard for me to get out. So, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things that I try to do is take uh, take a lot of, a precaution i try to be proactive rather than reactive and so anytime that i go to a show or i leave my house if i come home i change my shoes um, and i try not to bring or take dogs anywhere that could possibly have parvo or anything like that because when you want puppies or when you're breeding puppies the last thing you want to do is to bring that home right. uh, that can be devastating you know uh, you have people that that put their heart and soul into their litters and then all of a sudden you know, you have your entire litter wiped out because oh, y'all have contracted parvo. So uh, for me, luckily, um, I've, I've managed to stay away from that, knock on wood. But 
the, a lot of stories that you do hear about that. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I prefer not to take my puppies out of the house until they've been fully vaccinated. That's really smart. Yeah, the so, way he's cuddled into the crook of your elbow. Oh right yeah, now he's comfortable. Is so precious. <laughs> yeah, he really he's chilling is over here. He is so beautiful. Now, Thank is you. there? You had mentioned your friend Chris with what is it? All Star Bullies? Or is there anyone else that you look up to in the bully world? You know what? Uh, a lot of people I look up to. Like I said, I mean, um, I don't really talk to them much. I mean, obviously, Bossy Kennels played a big part of of what people do in in the XL world right now. Um, not saying that they started it or anything like that, but I think uh, to me, she's a very good uh, businesswoman, mm. and she knows how to market. Nice. Uh, uh, she definitely does. Um, so I can definitely respect that. Um, I don't deal with them too often one on one. I've had conversations, but uh, for me, All Star Kennels, Chris Lee. Um, you know, I got different partners that I have dogs co-owned with. Uh, uh, my buddy Rob and his lady Tara, they're over at uh, Ink Junkie Bullies. And uh, so he's one of these guys that uh, he started off going viral on mm-hmm. you know, internet videos. Oh, wow. And uh, so him and I actually had uh, mutual friends. And, you know, what? we've been cool with each other ever since. Oh, nice. And uh, in order for me to call when a dog out with somebody, I mean, I, um, I really have to trust you. Yeah. You know, I won't just put a dog inside somebody's hands and say, hey, you know, I trust you. Good. Uh, you know, I have to really get to know you. So he's a really good guy. Um, you know, I have a lot of people that, it, uh, my buddy Brandon, uh, Brandon's, you know, he, he, he goes to shows with me. Uh, Jamil, my buddy Jamil, he'll go to shows with me. And, uh, you know, so they're always there to help. They're always representing with me. And, uh, you know, uh, to me, I look at them as, you know, silent partners, you know, me, uh, uh, we go everywhere. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's, but to me, it's like more of a family thing. You know, they'll bring their oh. kids. I bring my kids. That's uh, great. We bring the dogs. We hang out. We barbecue. And, uh, you know, so it's a beautiful thing. It sounds fantastic. Now, what do you hope to see in the bully breeding community in the next 10 years or so? You know, what? Um, I'll be honest with you. What I hope to see is I hope to see a lot of these people that oh. came in recently yeah. looking to make quick money. Hmm. And I hope to see them phase out. And it's not that I wish upon anybody's downfall. Of course. But I think it's doing a disservice to the breed. Um, there's a lot of dogs that are out there that are selling cheap, mm-hmm. which is, you know, uh, the money price point's not the big issue. It's more or less the quality that they're putting out. So are they t- are they health testing dogs? Right. Do they have a specific look or style that they're trying to accomplish? Or are they just br- like blindly breeding dogs, any two dogs that will take? Right. And to me, I think that's kind of what people are doing. They're not looking at dog's behavior. They're not looking at, at dog's temperament. They're not. So uh, for me, I, I take into consideration all of that when I do breeding. Right. Uh, if I have a dog that has a high drive and another dog with a high drive, I'm, I'm going to be probably, uh, no matter how they look, I'm going to be a little skeptical of wanting to breed them. Right. Um, high, high drive can be a great thing for, you know, service animals or for, you know, weight pulling or anything like that for like pit bull. But for somebody who wants a pet, um, it makes it very hard because the dogs are not going to be a good home, home body. Right. Uh, you know, the dog's going to be high drive. It might be aggressive towards other animals or people. If I see anything like that, absolutely. My dog's not going to get bred. So, and there's some people that will overlook those issues to try to make a buck. And, uh, you know, so I hope that changes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 
uh, a lot of people will, will lie to you and say, you know, the market's great. You know, dogs are selling real fast. Right now, I'll be 100% honest with you. I don't care. People can argue the point if they want to. But I will tell you that unless you plan to keep at least half your litter and you have the means to keep half your litter, then you probably shouldn't breed. Uh-huh. Um, otherwise, you're going to have a lot of dogs that are going to go to bad homes uh, or homes that in, in which they don't deserve to be in. Or, you know, um, it, it just turns out to be a bad situation. So like right now, uh, the economy is not good, let's face it. Yeah. Not to get into politics or whatever, we won't get into it, but sure. facts are facts. And so the economy is not great. And, you know, so the dogs are not moving, are not a mandatory thing. People don't have to have dogs. A dog, a, dog, a puppy is, is a luxury. So a lot of these people were, were getting dogs during COVID time because they were lonely and whatnot. And then uh, we're trying to abandon their dogs, taking dogs to the pound and just dropping dogs off places. You know, uh, uh, you hear stories like that. And yeah. so uh, to me, it really breaks my heart. Me too. And, uh, you know, so that's why, I'm, you know, what for me, I kind of wish that people would only breed if they, you know, if they really had the means to care for them. And, you know, they had, mm-hmm. had planned it out and, you know, you had a game plan about what you were doing. Not just right. breeding dogs to see what happens. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that do that, believe it or not. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's like I said, it's, it, uh, this is something that I plan out. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't have the room to keep half of a litter, if for some reason they didn't sell right away or, you know, because there's some people, they panic. They say, oh, my God, I had 12 pups. Right. Now, what am I going to do with all these 12? I, can, I only have room to keep one. I got to get rid of 11 pups. And so the 11 pups don't sell. Yeah. And now they're scrambling just to, you know, hey, well, I can't afford to keep to feed all these dogs. Who's going to care for these dogs? Who's going to pay for all these vet bills? Oh, you know, God. so then all of a sudden you have dogs going uncared for. Or, you know, a breeder is giving them away to whoever. And, you know, um, it's bad for the dog. It's bad for the breed. Yeah. And so hopefully that changes. You know, I hope people. Yeah. Hey, you don't chew on my sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I so yeah. admire you and your passion and what you're doing. Was there anything we didn't touch on today, Jared, that you were hoping we would talk you, about? You know, I think we, you know, I think we touched on it all. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, you guys are welcome to go to my website. I have a website. It's a little, nice. I want to say it's outdated, but I need to get back on it. Like I said, I've been so overwhelmed lately. But uh, sure. yeah, so I have a website, uh, immense bulls uh, with a Z at the end dot com. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, give us a follow. Uh, you know, I'd love to answer any questions. If you guys have any questions out there or just want to talk, you know what? Uh, uh, hit me up on my DM. I'd love to talk to you guys. Yeah, you're awesome. Now, what do you think of Bully Girl Magazine? You know what? I love it. Um, they they uh, reached out to me a while back and um, uh, did an article on, on my program. And, you know, I was very thankful for it. Uh, you know, I love the way that it came out. Oh, good. Uh, if you guys don't have an actual subscription to it, get one. Uh, you know, there's a lot you can learn in there. There's a lot of networking that can be done. There's a lot of kennels that you guys may not have heard about. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that go on Instagram and they pay for fake followers. And Mm. you know, uh, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there. Me, (laughs) me, uh, for me, I don't do that smoke and mirrors. Uh, everything I have is 100% organic. Uh, I don't fake the funk. It is what it is. And, (laughs) you know, uh, I try to let my product speak for itself. And, you know, people see that my dogs have great temperament. Uh, they see they have size. That's where you get the, you know, uh, the actual name immense. Um, you know, they have substantial amount of size to them. Yeah. Uh, they have the look that people tend to like. So, um, but 
they, like I said, we we produce great dogs here, great temperaments, great beautiful colors, and uh, you know we hope to do bigger and better things coming up in twenty twenty four. Oh, that is awesome, Jared. Well, I want to encourage everybody, again, subscribe to Bully Girl Magazine, download the Bully Girl mobile app. It's available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Follow at Bully Girl Mag. And if you want to see my good boys, you can follow me at Lisa Davis MPH on TikTok and Instagram. Thank you so much. Keep coming back. Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you.